and welcome to Faith Facts with Father Howard. I'm Lindsay, here with Father Howard, and on today's episode, we will be discussing the rosary. Hey there, Lindsay. Uh, good to be with you again. And really, when you think about the rosary, it's it is one of the uh, most common devotional practices, if not the most common devotional practice that we have. And it is, it is in so many ways so popular and it, it touches people's lives in, in, in just tons of ways. Uh, and it, there's a lot more to it than I ever dreamed as I was kind of reflecting with you before we started mm-hmm. that there's a lot of history behind it that I was not aware of. Um, and there's just a, a lot of... Uh, just a lot, yeah, just a lot behind it that that will, I think, help people to understand what it is, where it comes from, why we have it, and, and the difference that it can really make in, in people's lives. <clears throat> the term rosary, and this I did know, one of the few things I did know, <clears throat> comes from the Latin rosarium, which means a rose garden. Um, the term by the 14th century, which is really when things begin in regard to the rosary. The term uh, was referred to a collection of devotional text. Had nothing really to do with the rosary per se at that point yet, but it could have been a number of prayers, simple prayers that people or let's say a religious order or a group of, of leaders would have put together so that the folks and, and you have to remember that in many ways at this point in time, there was just a lot, tons of illiteracy. So you couldn't hand people a book and say, here, read this because this is your devotional book. You had to give them simple prayers that were easily remembered uh, that, that really taught in, in a way without ever teaching. Mm-hmm. But because they memorized them, they would grow to understand. So that by the 14th century, the, the term rosary really referred to devotional texts more than anything else. <clears throat> Contrary to popular belief, the rosary was not discovered or invented by Jesus or Mary. Uh-huh. Neither of them would have ever prayed the rosary because the rosary, even to the to, to stretching it to the to the very end that you can didn't exist yet. <clears throat> Would they have been familiar with um, with what rosarias uh, as far as text? Yes, they would have. Would they have been familiar with praying with beads? Absolutely, would have been part of their background. Would have been part of their history, their traditions. <clears throat> but the rosary per se didn't even exist. And in fact, the first. Rosary, as we as we know it, in, in somewhat similar to what we have now, the first rosary had nothing to do with Mary whatsoever. It had it had no Marian origins. That didn't happen until considerably later, uh, when when actually Mary came into the picture. Picture, I should say. <clears throat> um, today, you know, when you think when we talk about the rosary today. Uh, we refer to what would generally be known as the Dominican Rosary. There are other rosary styles out there, but when we talk about the rosary today, we really talk about what is often referred to as the Dominican Rosary. Uh, Again, it's called the Dominican Rosary because it was believed for a while that St. Dominic, again, invented it or created it, which there is no history to, to 
substantiate that at all. Um, but what the Dominicans did, and I'll, <coughs> I'll refer to that a little bit later, the Dominicans were very key, though, in, in, in um, bringing about the popularity of the rosary as we have known it today. And, and it's referred to the Dominican rosary. The Dominican rosary, by definition, has, um, <coughs> excuse me, 15 decades of, of Hail Marys, uh, an intro by the Lord's Prayer. Uh, it ends with the Glory Be or the Doxology. Uh, each decade has a meditation on the life of Mary or Jesus. That is the Dominican Rosary uh, as defined, you know, over the, over the centuries. So when you say different <laughs> styles of rosary, do you just mean like orders of prayers and types of prayers? Or do you mean like how a traditional rosary we see today has the, like the, the few beads on the bottom and then the circle of beads? Different styles. One has it's not rooted in in Mary or the okay. life of Jesus. So it could be, for example, a social justice rosary that speaks of issues that Jesus, let's say, would have spoken about. It it could be uh, it might be a rosary with even some different prayers. Okay. Uh, really, when you look at it, the uh, the Divine Mercy Chaplet is a style of rosary. That's what it is. Okay. It's broken into decades. It is has the numbers ten. It's a different style uh, with a with a little with a bit of a different focus. So it's really when you think about it, they didn't just all of a sudden come up with the Divine Mercy Chaplet. It's based on history. Okay. Um, you also have those uh, rosary style just a little bit where you would only use one decade rather mm -hmm. than ten. Um, so there are a number of styles out there that. Uh, People have prayed, but largely based on, on the traditional rosary, Dominican rosary, as we have come to know it. But prayer versions, not like looking versions, style. No, no, it's, okay. it's okay. really it's prayer versions and <laughs> yeah, the repetition okay. of yes. prayer. Yes, okay. The repetition. And so with the Dominican rosary, you also, it was broken down into the joyful, the sorrowful, and the glorious mysteries, the luminous mysteries, that is recent history. That that really had nothing to do literally until 2002. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to that a little bit. Um, the joyful uh, mysteries were uh, prayed on Monday and uh, Saturday. The sorrowful Tuesday and Friday. Uh, the glorious Wednesday and Sunday. And now today, Thursday, the luminous. They, they kind of shifted days because it just kind of was on a regular rotation. Was it just so people didn't get bored and heard new things during the week? Or was there a reason that they put the specific mysteries on specific days? No, it was really had a lot to do with the fact that um, it really had a lot to do with the with switching it around so that you weren't just praying the same the same ones all the time. Um, when you think about the glorious, the, the, the closest one I could think of really with the glorious was that on Sunday because Sundays, if you recall, are always considered a mini Easter. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I suppose Fridays with sorrowful, Good Friday. Exactly, know. exactly. So, and the it, what's interesting, and this I didn't realize either, um, you uh, when when you prayed the entire rosary, all fifteen decades, and that's really how it was done in the beginning. All fifteen is that you literally had a summary of the liturgical year. Hmm. 
if you if you look at at the the various mysteries and such, is they really covered kind of a summary of the liturgical year, which again was very common. You had to give people who couldn't read something to to hang on to so that they grew in an understanding of who this Jesus was, of who Mary was. Uh, we do the same thing, for example, in our churches. Think about the stained glass windows. They tell stories without saying a word. It teaches people the faith without having to hand them a book and saying, read something. It's part of the whole history of, of when the church split and all of that with the, with the Reformation and such, is that you had to give the people who couldn't read something, you know, to grow in an understanding of the faith by. Simple prayers, repetition, artwork, things that they could say and read that taught without actually teaching. In a mm -hmm. way. We, do, we, we continue to do the you same thing. You came to their level, what it, they could understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when you look at this, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, there was a legend from the 15th century. This is where Dominic called the Dominican Rosary. Uh, in the 15th century, so the 1400s, is that um, there was a legend, a legend, attributing the rosary to St. Dominic. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, there's no historical uh, information that, that can substantiate that. that was, it was really a, a legend. Um, the rosary as we know it today only dates back to the 16th century, which the 1500s. So you're talking 1500 years after Mary and Jesus and mm -hmm. all of that. So, and and it, it's and the Dominicans though were huge in 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 helping to to uh, move its popularity. They just embraced people. the legend. <laughs> yes, I, I guess you could say that. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, the roots of the rosary, though, uh, go way back. They, they predate Christianity. Um, there are a lot of religious traditions that use beads to pray. Part of it is help to maintain a focus so that, you know, our mind, whatever, doesn't wander off. Also, it's to help us not lose our place <laughs> when we are praying. When you think about the, the, uh, the various texts or groups of texts or prayers, that these beads would have helped somebody to make sure they aren't saying the same one over and over again. Even when, you know, we pray the rosary. I can remember if we didn't have one, you always were counting on your fingers, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, we have what they call the finger rosaries. It, it's the same thing with, with the beads. It's to help us to, to keep focused. It's to help us not to lose our place. It's to help us make sure that we, in a sense, pray the, the rosary. Um, <clears throat> what's interesting with some of this is that as I would mention in the beginning was that I, that really the rosary, as we have come to know it, had nothing to do with Mary whatsoever. That didn't happen until later. Is that in the 11th century, the rosary really, what we have come to know, was praying 150 Our Fathers. Hmm. And, and that was a substitute for the Psalms. When people can't pray the Psalms. Remember, we have Jewish roots. When the people can't pray the psalms, you need to at least remember the psalms. And there are 150 psalms, and so how they did that was to take the prayer of Jesus, the Lord's Prayer, and they prayed that 150 times. 
and it was a way to, um, in fact, it was called the, um, uh, it was called the poor person's breviary. That's that's what it was referred to. <laughs> um, the the priests, you know, over a period of time, pray the 150 psalms. This was considered uh, to be the poor person's breviary, hmm. praying on a, and. And what's also interesting is that these strings of beads, you know, they had three sets of 50, of course. These strings of beads used to count the Psalms were called paternosters, paternosters, our fathers. I was going to say, father something. <laughs> yeah, our fathers. Is that uh, they, the, the actual bead, the sets of beads were called or referred to as paternosters. Interesting. Because they were used to count you know, the, uh, the, the 150 beats. <clears throat> As we fast forward, you might say, we come to the, the 12th century. Now, in the 12th century, the 1100s, now Marian devotion, Marian piety is beginning to come on the scene. Before this, there really wasn't center on Mary. It's not that Mary uh, wasn't important. She was. But her importance really was not emphasized in, 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 in any way much at all. Um, so what you had, in, and one of the reasons this is that in the 12th century and stuff, as you're moving on from the 12th century, is that there, there was beginning to develop a, um, uh, what you would call a high Christology. The emphasis was on the divinity of Jesus, not on his humanity. And because you had such a high Christology was beginning to grow, Jesus in many ways was no longer, you couldn't connect with him. I mean, how do you connect with the divine? How do you connect with the Son of God? The same way, how do you connect with God? In a way, you don't. Mm -hmm. But you got to have something. So what do we do? We, in many ways, got to take the next best thing. If you can't get to Jesus, you get to his mom. Because we know she was human. That, that we know. In many ways, at the time, and, and with the theologies developing, it was easier to grasp that Mary was human. So I can relate to someone who's human. I can relate to a mom. I can't relate to a son of God. And, and that's part of the theologies that were developing. Is that because as you got further and further away, there was less people that had interacted with him? Not or only, is it just... Not only interacted with him, certainly... But how do you relate to that which is divine? How do you relate to that? How do you relate to that which we label as son of God, the divine one? It's like, and, and you're talking about simple people that didn't have a sophisticated theology whatsoever. They couldn't read. Most of them couldn't read. They couldn't write. Uh, they, you know, mm -hmm. you can't give them a Bible. Um, and so all you had really was preaching or sometimes these rosaria, you know, which the text, how do you relate? And, he, the, and the emphasis had become so much on the divine is that the poor schleps, there was no connection, but you could connect with Mary. And sure. in some ways we do the same thing today. You know, there's, there's still the a lot of, today. exactly. Yeah. There's a lot that like that, that goes on, um, depending upon the theology of a particular person or, or, mm -hmm. or group of people. And so Marian piety was on the increase here. And so what happened then is what they did is that um, they, they took the words from the angelic greeting, you know, Hail Mary, 
okay? Eventually that developed into a prayer. Um, and they took the words, again, from Elizabeth's greetings. You know, blessed are the who carries the Savior in her womb. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they took those, really those pieces of Scripture and, and the Hail Mary at the time, Holy Mary de develops, and it becomes now more and more Marian-focused than it, than it did become really Jesus-focused. People could grasp that. People could understand that. People, and again, it was a way to teach. You know, how did Mary know? It was announced by an angel. She was to become the mother of God, you know. And uh, how did we? How do we know this? Because you know, Elizabeth talks about carrying the Savior in in her womb, you know, in in Mary's womb. Uh, so we teach by using simple prayers. <clears throat> Over time, you know, it came became a little bit more Marian centered again as the Christology became higher and higher, became. Uh, more Marian-centered. The Dominicans at this time did a lot in popularizing the, by their preaching and by uh, creating groups, you know, Marian groups that uh, or rosary groups that really centered on praying the rosary. We do the same thing. Again, we do mm -hmm. the same thing today. Um, so, it, it, and really you might say the, the deal was sealed <laughs> with the Dominican Pope, Pius V, who instituted an annual celebration thanking Mary for the defeat of the Turks at the Battle, at the battle of Lepanto, and that was um, in 1573. Now it was permanently on the calendar, you know, and now they always had something to point to in order to, um, in order to show that Mary was very important, and the date over time, there were different dates settled, but over time the date... Uh, eventually was settled on October 7th. And we have that to this very time. Yeah, so is that why so many of our holy days outside of Sundays are Marian days? Again, many of those days were, were brought about during this time. Um, one, you had various battles, you know, with, 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 with a variety of peoples. Um, you know, you had... You had the uh, the holy wars, the you know the crusades. You had you know you had the wars being fought by various kings. You know the Christian kings against you know various peoples who were not of Christian backgrounds, uh, and and many of these you know battles, many of these were dedicated you know to Mary uh, or you know under the patronage of Mary. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, many of these things were developed at that time as as to how we kind of got where we were. And it continued up until really the, the last one, which would have been the Assumption, which was officially proclaimed in the late 1800s. Hmm. So it's, I mean, this this has been going on for quite some time. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, you know, when you, when you finally have a Pope who says, who puts their stamp of approval, you know, it, it brings a whole other level of importance, you might say. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it allows people, again, to point at something and say, see, Pope so-and-so said this, and therefore. Um, so it, it became, you know, really more and more Marian-centered. Um, however, they, they did eventually find a balance as, as these were being developed that they both reflected on, again, going back, what can you give people that, that teach without really teaching, is that 
uh, centered and were balanced really in, in the lives of both Mary and Jesus. Um, trying to, sometimes you weren't quite sure who was more important. <laughs> you know, part of our history, part of our history. Part of our history, indeed. So that's where we're going to end this week's episode. As we were talking, we discovered that we could talk for a long time about the topic of the rosary. So we're going to split it into two separate episodes. So come back next week where we get into a little more of the current history of the rosary, and I get to ask more questions. We'll see you next time. Bye.